0: Down Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lee Dort, and I'm down to Dort I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hussle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Basley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Mascala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kapoku, and I'm down to dunk.
2: Love cereal, Captain Crunch, cinnamon toast crunch, Cracklin Oat Bran. Oh, I can have these. I'm gonna share with my team, but I'm a hog most. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, on Mondays, as always, my good friend Mackelly Barrow. McKelly, what's up?
0: Hey, a lot of Ws for OKC, like a lot of them, lots, lots of them.
2: There's been some dubs, man. They've had too many, honestly. They have won four of their last five, uh, The beating the Clippers, Memphis, Denver, lost to Phoenix in a game where they played well. You know, the wheels Mm -hmm. came off a little bit in the second half, and then they beat this depleted New Orleans team, where it's like it's understandable like, they had no bi for most of the game. Like okay, yeah, I don't think Ingram didn't even score in the game, and somehow they still maintained like a pretty close game, which was actually way more impressive from New Orleans than it was yeah. like impressive for OKC in that particular game because like, they had like no straw to stir the drink. It was Josh Hart, honestly, that was stepping up as the man and you see the limitations that a Josh Hart led team has down the stretch because the thunder have a guy like Shea to go to who was really, really good down the stretch. You get that step back three that really just kind of iced the game. Yeah. Lou has finished that dunk. Lou has been in a little bit of a slump lately shooting the basketball. Yes, he is. Um, However, still contributing at a high level. He had four steals last night. Uh, and then you just had the unlikely contributors last night. You had the Aaron Wiggins, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, and Teo Maladone stepping yeah, that up. That wasn't expected. Uh, the Tao one was particularly interesting. He played well. Like He looked he looked like a competent player. He looked like what we thought we were going to get this season from him. 12 points, five boards, two steals, two of three from three. Two hairballs. Sorry. <laughs> but those were his only misses.
0: Yeah, bad misses, but yes, um, I don't know. He played aggressive, uh, yeah. which is um, already something. And yes, the results were good. He yeah. he made a few shots, and he made one that was the, the baseline jumper was. Antonio Daniels was like couldn't believe yeah uh, what, what he was seeing, so yeah it's um, it's one of those nights where on the other end Josh Hart goes completely bananas and. Wiggins and Maladen does do do the same for OKC. Yeah, and 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 again in a game like that, when you have Shea, uh, even if Giddy Dort um, and even Muscala don't play yeah. great games, then you have enough. Um, it's and that is part of the deal. Like OKC plays hard, OKC plays well, mm-hmm. and the only bad shots that OKC really takes are the sidestep trees that we already discussed and agreed that those are the shots that you can try to take in, in a year like this one.
2: Totally fine. Yeah. 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 I have no no qualms with that at all. Uh, what did you think of this Aaron Wiggins game? 8 of 10 from the field, 24 points, 6 boards, 1 assist. What he's been bringing is like pretty good point of attack defense. He, mm-hmm. They put him on Chris Paul for stretches of the game in Phoenix. And he wasn't bad. No, he wasn't bad. And there's not really anybody at the point of attack for the Pelicans that you fear. But mm-hmm. still, like, he's providing good defense. He provided good scoring last night. A lot of it was opportunistic stuff where just because of the way that Josh Giddy was being defended, it opened up some stuff on the other end for other guys. Mm-hmm. And Giddy was but finding still, guys. and Williams You have to was- search
0: for them. He was getting to those chances. spots.
2: Yeah, he was getting to the spots, and yeah. I, I thought. I mean, he. I, I still need to see more. Like I, I need to see, with these kind of players, one thing you have to be really cautious of is declaring something right out the gate. Now, I'm not saying that Wiggins isn't going to end up being a good player, but do you think the Pelicans had him in the scouting report? If they did, it was very little. So let's let's get him let's get him 10 games of playing 20 plus minutes and then let's see what he is because that's when you know when, when cause NBA teams know what other teams are doing. Mark Degnault will call out what the offensive set is immediately. The center on the opposing team will call out the set to the defense. The defense knows what's coming. So it's not, this is how the NBA works is a team runs a set, the defense knows exactly what the set is, and they are both working against one another, right? Yeah. In those sets, they know what the players are doing. Now, in these sets, Wiggins plays a little bit different than a lot of the guys on the team. He's a little bit similar to Kenrich, I would say, in the way that he cuts and finds space. Uh, he's not He doesn't have the ball as much as Kenrich does. But when teams figure out where he fits as a cog in the system then, then I think we know, because we we just have seen this too many times from too many players over the last couple of years that sure, like the first few games can be good, but then what do you do when the defense actually knows who you are?
0: yeah, it is always a good point, um especially with guys that have to do stuff um with the ball in their hands, or that you can easily skim out by just. Uh, do a little, like two or three stuff, like mon- mono-dimensional player, mm-hmm. like um, um, Moses Brown. Like yeah. he's a guy that doesn't have touch. Uh, it's either putbacks or he has to work for the score. And turns out that defenses were just putting bodies onto him, and that was enough to basically yeah. shield him out of, of the of the paint and don't allow him to be effective there. With a guy like Wiggins, it's a bit harder because he can move off the ball. Mm-hmm. He, he clearly shows um, that he's capable of understanding where the ball will be and to occupy that space. That is more of a read and react stuff. Than, it's, it's by design. There was a, I don't know if you or Alex retweeted that uh, today, there was a short clip of uh, Wiggins occupying the, the, the paint when and Giddy was... was now,
2: yeah, I saw it. Yeah.
0: It was his, uh, b- basically, Giddy had his back to the basket and just saw um, Wiggins cutting and, and served him. Um, Wiggins took the center of the, of the paint and, and just was able to, um, to, to, to make a layup. Um, those were by design, but still the timing of it, it's really important. Mm-hmm. and you have to you have to be ready and so it's not super duper easy to uh to scheme out stuff like that sure um but this knee will be how how good is the shot and it's I know it's boring um but he if he is able to be a threat by with his cutting and also be able to to be okay uh in spot up trees like Kenrich like Kenridge is not a special shooter off mm-hmm. the of the of the dribble but he's a very capable one off the of uh, of uh, the catch mm-hmm. so if wiggins can do the same then it's quite hard to to scheme out a guy like that because if you take out the three he will occupy other space he will cut mm-hmm. um, if you allow him to be a little bit um if you give him room then he can take the three and, and also guys like that if they are effective defensively then i mean it's it's harder to keep them off the floor in general
2: yeah He's only taken 27 threes on the season so we need a much bigger oh, yeah. sample than that you know he's 33% on those 27 shots that's a good start i would say
0: yeah the flat, the, the, the the shot is quite flat yeah like it's not a uh, it, it, the motion is good but uh, somehow the the last part of it doesn't get um too much height on the shot, so uh, I don't know it's not it's not a very good sign, but it's correctable like mm-hmm. he, you can really work on that um maybe not in in during the season, but this is something that you can add mm-hmm. uh, and we also have to keep in mind that he that he's not young uh he's a rookie, but he's right. older than than Jerry older than Basley, older than he's Man pokery.
2: He turns 23 yeah. on January 2nd. so Yeah. That's, uh, he's basically
0: the same age as Shea. He has, I think, a yeah. couple of months more than Shea.
2: Yeah, he's like six months older than Shea. Or younger yeah, six than months. Shea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a part of the equation here is that the, the runway is a little bit shorter for a guy like Wiggins. Mm-hmm. And to his credit, in the time that he's gotten this season, he has taken advantage of it and he's played well. And he contributes not just as a scorer like he did last night, but he contributes on the defensive end. And he's he's modern, like he's a modern wing. I wish he was a little, I wish he had a little bit more length, uh, but he makes up for that with his effort and athleticism. And so, yeah, I mean, you can't wish for much more in a second round pick. Will he become a rotation player in the NBA? There's still a lot. To, to see there you know there's not yeah there, there's nothing defined there for him but yeah you're right he is older than Dort and Baisley and all those guys which is kind of interesting uh speaking of Basley, yeah. oh yeah go ahead
0: no no I was just um thinking you have half a season to mm-hmm. test him out yeah and if you feel that um part of, the, of what makes Cambridge special you can find it on on wiggins because after six months um you will see if he's a player that can be part of a rotation or not um or at least you have a better understanding compared to what you have today and and so maybe you just play out the season with both and then either during the draft or in the off season if you see that Hey, Kenrich wants to be elsewhere um, because you are still in rebuild mode and you have another year where you don't know what you're going to do, mm-hmm. then you may have an option. I, I really see him as a very similar type of player uh, than, than Kenrich. I mean, they are both six, 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 seven guys. Um, effort level is super high. Not special scores, but capable scores. Mm. And, and again, Greedy defenders. So yeah. uh, it, it's not that you cannot keep both. It's actually, I mean, those players are the ones that you look for uh, in your bench, like guys that can play two roles, uh, that can hit a shot and play reliable defense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what it looks like. Uh, the more I watch Kennerch play, the more I just feel like he is going to get traded. I mean, because yeah, good. at this point, I mean, if we take a look at tankathon.com, the the Thunder sit at fifth, the fifth best odds right now. That New Orleans game was actually kind of a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next few weeks matter a lot. The, the Thunder have started to get some players to go health and safety protocols, which by all accounts, like it's there's more to come <laughs> like the way that oh, yeah. this virus moves there's there's more to come with the thunder especially with the way that trey man got pulled i mean trey man was warming up with a team last night i mean wow. Baisley was pulled earlier i thought okay perhaps it's isolated Maybe Baisley got it over the holiday yada yada mm-hmm. like, then the trey man thing happens and you're like okay well, there will likely be more players that will test positive here, and we'll have to sit for I don't know ten days or for however long they need to, and then that will shape things a little bit more. That's shaping the entire league right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we'll get some bit crutchy minutes, <laughs> like who knows? <laughs> but the Thunder sit at fifth. I Sacramento. The Thunder play Sacramento. It's an important game actually for the the Kings to win. That's uh that's coming up and then it's teams. Like I, I would be shocked if the Thunder finished with a better record than Portland, Indy, San Antonio, New York. Like I really, that is, I really,
0: those don't. sounds winnable games.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just don't think they're going to though. I really, I really think those teams are going to finish with a better record than the Thunder. So I really do think that Thunder will end it, end up in the bottom five. Mm. And then it's all up to lady luck. <laughs> you know, they may end up with the fourth spot. They may end up with the the third or the fifth. Anywhere from three to five is where I will predict they will end up. Unless something drastic happens. Honestly, I don't think you, they can get higher than third. You know? And I think that at this point with Houston, now they have Jalen Green back, uh, I they're not going to win a lot with Jalen Green. I mean, with a mm. high volume teenager you have
0: very high hopes i i i mean i was on this and it's not like a victory lap because it's yeah it's not i'm, I'm just it is
2: it is think, that's okay
0: no it's not i i said many times give shay a functional big man and he'll have a 30 win teams give sure. it or take
2: yeah
0: i just think that is the case i mean shay is very good Shay Shea is very good and if you have players like kenrich uh, and you find this Aaron Wiggins guy that somehow wins you a game. Yeah. And then you have Lou Dort that is on a slump now, but he carried you for like a big chunk of the season. And, sure. then, he, and then Giddy is good. And then like mm-hmm. favors may not be horrible for a couple of games. I mean, like you mentioned Portland, you mentioned San Antonio, Indiana. I don't trust them to be worse than them. Yeah. In Portland, maybe because sooner or later they will lose something. They will be either terrible or better after the the trade deadline. But teams like Indiana, I I think it's likely that they will trade one of the good players, and then they will be bad, like worse than OKC. I'm I'm not convinced that they have. Yeah, they will stay at five. Maybe, surely, if Shea plays less, or if they have an outbreak, and they they somehow have always the regular number of guys but never the good ones then maybe they can go into a 10 game losing streak mm-hmm. yes but because they don't have Shea if they have Shea for 70 games I just don't see them being below 24 25 26 wins and to me like it's hard to picture them being just number five that's just a hard
2: yeah that's I'm good. sorry <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's where that's that's still where I think where they'll end up is in the bottom five and I hope so some of it is that I think they do need to pull some of the levers I think they need to stop playing Mike I think they need to acquire some young like green big man like if the they could probably get bowl ball from the Nuggets for just about <laughs> you know you <laughs> know
0: wouldn't you like You're to say aiming mobile? so high. What
2: do you mean so high? How is Give that? Give me a guy so that
0: doesn't play any defense.
2: Bro, I am trying to help the long-term trajectory of the franchise.
0: Hey, trade Kenrich to the Mavs for Moses. That is the deal.
2: <laughs>
0: I am not sure they oh, can do it. Oh, he'd be
2: so great next to Luca too. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think it's it's uh, it's legal, so they cannot reacquire. Uh, moses i think for a couple of months at least
2: yeah there's a lot of Uh, destinations just just get us just a young big i mean i've always been off the marvin bagley train but just trade kenners for marvin bagley let's help the kings out get the Kings some wins
0: it's not that bad
2: bagley yeah what makes you say that you better he's not horrible you don't think Bagley's horrible? No,
0: you just have to play Roby. Robbie.
2: Yeah, Roby's bad.
0: Thirty-five minutes as a center. And I'm I assure you, if you don't play Basley, um well, if you play Basley, sorry, uh, as you're starting four, with Roby, that is a recipe for disaster. But I think that this is not the way in which OKC will conduct business.
2: Yeah. Roby played like three minutes against the Nuggets, and that was all that Mark needed. Yeah, you, but yeah, the point is,
0: they want conflict. to be, they want to have. Somehow, a, a team that makes sense, and if you I want know. that, I know, then then it's, I mean, you're not doing it right, uh, and I know why they are doing it, uh, or at least I I think I know, it's, I mean, it's hard to to tell Shea, hey, we will actively trying to sabotage, your career for the next two years. You will but have the, but
2: that's, the worst that's n- team possible. You have to possible. frame it better. You have to frame it, though. You can't but say... This is what
0: he will hear. Like, yes, we will give you a young Jackson a- Hayes type of guy, but it will not be Jackson Hayes. It will be that player who you never heard of that is currently in our G League team. You because to, we love you. You
2: have to frame it. You have to frame it better than that.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Have to say, Possibly. listen, do you want to have... A, Honestly, this Thunder team, the more I watch them, if they had one really good player just injected into the lineup, uh uh-oh, can you guys hear me still? I think you can. If there's just one player injected into the lineup, like Chet or Jabari Smith, Mm. you're not as far away as I thought they would be.
0: I have the ultimate... Tank move, are you ready?
2: I'm. I'm very ready. Yes.
0: Why not playing at the same time? Giddy. Yeah. Shay. Uh huh. Dort and Russ. (laughs) Plus Roby.
2: (laughs) Plus Roby. (laughs) Yeah. What. Okay, let's even... S- I get th- what helps the Thunder and the Lakers is that the Thunder have a tremendous amount of cap space.
0: Yeah, but I also have a, a trade in mind that it's not horrible. Okay, It's just not going to happen. Yeah, It will help
2: two teams. It's definitely not going to happen.
0: No. So it will help Golden, Golden State to some degree. Okay, It will help clearly the Lakers. Um, I have still to work out in my head the the picks and stuff like that. But let's say... That you find a way to make it work but um number one need for the golden state warriors as soon as they know that clay is almost okay yeah is to shed money mm-hmm. like to a uh, okay okay so he can do that for you uh you just have to trade away wiggins um
2: wiggins helps wiggins, him so much though
0: yeah but if clay is okay i think that they can move off yeah especially if they can find out, do they
2: care about shedding money? Though, do you think they really care? I mean, they're—I they're, don't know. I don't think they do.
0: So, suppose that Clay comes back.
2: Okay, okay, I'll, and, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. We'll just and take the journey.
0: In Nate Duncan's words, he's eighty-nine percent of himself, yeah. even seventy-nine percent of himself. Mm-hmm. And you can add a Kenrich type player. To your roster. Mm-hmm. Not the Kenrich type. The actual, the actual Kenrich.
2: Kenrich Williams to your team. Yeah.
0: Yes. Plus whatever young player that is not uh, a key one for OKC. Like you can get Ty Jerome if you mm-hmm. if you want extra mm-hmm. shooting. You you can get him. Um I think like I would trade Basley, but it's no use. So um and maybe you get favors in the deal just because just because mm-hmm. you he may be okay for you as a well, if Looney is not hundred percent, you have a functional big man yeah. and you are shedding basically 23 millions, which lowers your tax bill about like 70 millions, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. You trade Wiggins to the Lakers,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which have a wing now that can play functional basketball and doesn't need the ball. In I know that it's helping one of the teams that you should not help because it's in your same conference, blah, blah, blah but hey, stay with me. And Russ goes to OKC for a gazillion picks that Lakers don't have, but they m- might trade you every single swap yeah. that they already have. You basically can swap again and you you swap two of the one that they can still swap, 26 and 28, and you get twenty twenty seven unprotected.
2: I mean, I would be all about that. I, would, mm. I think the Lakers probably should be too, just because you get a a really high quality rotation player that's not 37 you know mm-hmm. that helps you quite a bit uh, yeah I mean that's that to me that makes a lot of sense
0: I don't think that Golden State has enough though
2: it's so complicated like it's just too complicated to get all no, it's of, not complicated to get those three teams on the same page is tough three team three team trades are tough
0: yeah I know but or, it's not that you can it's not like complicated in terms of terms like sure. it's really straightforward like Lakers gives assets to both teams probably um, yeah. like basically Golden State gets a very good player um, that is extremely cheap and if they want if they want a center and the Lakers get a wing that is probably going to help them more than Russell Westbrook, but I want to make you to, to, to do a little trivia with you. Okay. Let me see if I still... Yes, I still have the page of Cleaning the Glass. In your opinion, which it's not an opinion, but I, I ask you to guess, um, how many season, according to Cleaning the Glass, so you take away all the garbage time and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. How many seasons Russell Westbrook had a better, effective field goal than this one? A be-
2: better than this one? Yes. Five?
0: It's actually only two. Yeah. The one with Houston, 49.3, and the one with OKC, where it was MVP. That's it.
2: He hasn't been that bad.
0: How many season you had a higher percentage than this season on corner trees? Zero. Zero. And what about volume of corner trees? Zero. Correct. Yeah. He's shooting 48% from the corners.
2: He's playing with LeBron. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: It helps to play with LeBron. Yeah. I. That's why I even said this on No Dunks this morning that like Russ really hasn't been the problem for them. The problem for them is that their role is pla- AD is bad. AD is bad. Your role players are either THT or they're crazy old, and they're not really yeah. helping you. Like those, or not good. Those are your problems, and they need to get somebody. They need to an injection of like they need Mike Muscala, Kenridge Williams coming off the bench for them. Yeah, you know, or just a center that that.
0: can shoot threes, that that Russ can hit on a pick and pop action. Yeah, just that.
2: They they just need a little bit. They honestly need like two role players, to me, to get there, and they don't like they just flat out don't have those guys. So, I I don't think they're gonna win the title, but I Mm -hmm. don't think that they're on track to like. Be as bad as people say they are. Like they, they hung in that game. They should have. They should have won that game, honestly. But they're just, like, you can't. Like Wayne Ellington, this year is like this is not the year to rely on Wayne Ellington or Avery mm-hmm. Bradley. You know, and yeah. Kendrick Nunn hasn't really played for them. Yeah, Bazemore's another one. Trevor Ariza, or Monk. You know, Rondo. Yeah. mellow has been pretty good for them, but still, you don't want to have to play Mellow in crunch time. Like, yeah Melo's a, a second and third quarter guy
0: what's your price for the combo Mike and Kenny uh Is this a first
2: yeah need, uh, yeah definitely a first
0: 2027 20, I I don't think that they will do that though it would be crazy
2: why would that be crazy
0: like an unprotected first
2: yeah I'm greedy. You know me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are too greedy. Um, this is crude greedy. Yeah. Too much.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. They're a tough team to make a trade with. Because yeah. they don't have a young prospect that you're like, oh, if you throw that guy in, then we can talk.
0: It's... Oh, no, no, no. You have to take back one of the centers, basically. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, that may be the move. Hey, we solved the problem. Like, that, play Fabers and DeAndre Jordan the entire time. I don't want DeAndre Jordan here. But anyway. Um, yeah, DeAndre doesn't they want to will be, be here either. Awful. DeAndre
2: would not play here. No, no, no. Like, straight he, up would not. No. He would just say, no, no, thank you.
0: No, but I, I don't think that OKC will ever buy him a ticket to come. Say, okay, yes, no. you are formally with us, but you can you can join Myers Leonard in our Could guys do- that we have trade.
2: Oh, they could do Ariza, and they could Oh or, or could they do Ariza?
0: Yeah, yeah I think so.
2: So you could do Ariza, and um, yeah, Ariza and DeAndre Jordan plus an asset for Kendrick Williams, and Mike Muscala. They're not trading. They're not. Tra- I don't think they're going to trade Mike. I think they want to keep him around. But that would be tremendously helpful to the Lakers.
0: Yeah, which. Again, sometimes take OKC. I mean, sometimes um, a player like that can be the key to win or lose a couple of regular season games. I, I don't think that Kenrich will change anything in terms of their playoff odds. They oh, just.
2: No, he should not. Kenrich
0: could just give them a reliable player in most of the minutes mm-hmm. in a playoff night. But I don't trust Kenrich. I'm sorry, Kenny. Uh, you, you can prove me wrong, but I don't trust Kenny as the player that you can trust with the last shot. Uh maybe you do it because you need, but I mean you want other players to be there and taking that shot mm-hmm. uh to win you a game. But he can play for twenty five minutes in a playoff game, I'm sure. And it will be better than Baysmore, uh Monk or
2: Ellington. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I think you're right in that it doesn't move the needle enough for the Lakers. You know.
0: Yeah. That's why they don't give you a first, maybe a swap.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I am not really too keen on that kind of trade, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that, that's why it's very hard to trade a guy like Kenny. Uh, and, and this is why, I mean, a deal with the Warriors somehow that get Wiggins somewhere that it's not OKC, okay mm-hmm. because there will be teams in search for a guy like him yeah I mean he's a wing, a uh, versatile wing that can play good enough defense that in a functional offense can be your play finisher, especially if you don't have him like handling the ball too much, then he can be a fine player, maybe not a quality salary, but if you don't have that problem, then why not? yeah and, and if if okay, so he can give Golden State um a guy like Kenrich they have the young assets to give you something. Mm-hmm. Even if you have to, to, I I said it, and probably we already discussed it, that I would absolutely try to get Moses Moody. I know that oh, it's hard yeah. for them to, to let him go. And I'm not saying that I want to get Moody for Kenridge. I'm willing to pay first in it in addition to Kenridge. Mm-hmm. And that is a trade that I think it's uh, borderline for the Warriors. But maybe if they see something from Kuminga, and, I don't know, they really want to do to move Wiggins. Um, th- that is a trade that if you find a receiver for Wiggins, it's not that terrible, especially if the first is a good one. Like a, a, a pick that actually becomes a first-round pick anyway.
2: Yeah. I I don't think they're trading Moody. I just don't think hmm. they would do it. They're, they are really... I think that the Warriors at this point are pretty obsessed with winning now plus bridging the gap to the future. Mm -hmm. And they are doing it, (laughs) you know, they're able to do it. And so that's where I think they kind of draw the line. It's like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. I think Utah is a good, is a, is a good destination for Kenrich. Mm -hmm. Um, Utah kind of needs one more wing defender to help kind of get them hump. I think the Celtics are another interesting one, where they don't have a wing that they can really rely on. So, could you get a Aaron Nismith? Would you do an Aaron Nismith swap for Kenrich? Yes, which is like yes. mildly interesting. I uh, have a
0: target like Cam Reddish. So
2: hard. He could really help. Yeah, I just don't think that 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 you're gonna. I mean, you have to be it would have to be Kenrich in a first probably for Cam
0: yeah maybe not as good as uh, the first that you give away for for Moody because there is so much unknown with Moody um, yeah. with Radish. you know that he's okay offensively okay too good offensively but mm-hmm. the defense you can you can clearly point out the fact that he's not a good defender and it's it will be a while mm-hmm. but these are the yes I mean you have so many picks um, and you don't have to waste them yeah, But there is not really a difference in like, taking two first and get to Pogoshevsky at 17 or 16. I always forgot which one. Um, compared to package one of your players and a first to get a former first one pick that you like. Yeah. It's not really different.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. I just, I, I do think that kind of the point of all of this is that the Thunder have a few levers to pull here to get a little bit worse, to maintain the fifth spot or worse. Mm -hmm. And like the Kendrick Williams one is probably one that needs to be done. Yeah. If that's, if that truly is the goal and that's a goal that's been set by the franchise, like that's where they need to go. And then they need to, Probably play like you said, Isaiah Roby a little bit more. They need to play crutchy They need to experiment a little bit more. You know, and they've done a lot of that <laughs> to their credit. Like they've done a lot of that, yeah. and they just keep bringing in guys that can help. And you know that they found a role. I feel bad for Baisley that he got COVID because he really was carving out a role that made sense for him. It was, and you mentioned this on Thunder After Dark. They're they're carving out a Jeremy Grant role for him. Yes and it looks like the Jeremy yeah. Grant plan, and if he didn't get COVID, I was going to ask Mark about it last night, but he I, I don't really want to ask a question like that when he's not playing, but it does feel like they're putting him on the Jeremy Grant plan, and like great, like that's that's where you need you need to start giving him you know smaller assignments and bring him off the bench yeah. and ask him to do three things and if they can if he can get better that way that's great you know like that's so i'm interested to see i, I mean I, I think ultimately like playing more teo is going to lead to more losses i think that playing more roby is going to lead it more depends losses. <laughs> i mean you know <laughs> no i can't pretend last night was the outlier for teo <laughs> yeah uh, can, can
0: i say something about Paisley real quick
2: hey you can right after this quick break
1: And we're back from that quick
2: break. And McKelly has something he wants to say about Darius Basley.
0: Um, people were familiar with our, with your show, uh, our show. Um, Will remember um, my interview to Rick Voce. It Got was, you. I think, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember him discussing passionately about the fact that you don't have to put a player in a box, and that sometimes players are putting themselves into boxes sure um but there is a difference in basically letting a guy working through the mistakes and slowly showing him hey i know that you can you may be able in the future to do c d and e mm-hmm. but you're very you could be very good in a and b yeah and now you tried to do a little bit of everything we know that there is a path for you to reach CDE in the future, mm-hmm. but right now we have to build your confidence, doing mostly not only but mostly A and B, because you could be very helpful in a year from now. You're up for a contract, yeah. so you either nail A and B, or there there will be no no shot for you here with C, D, and E. Yeah. And this is not boxing a player, it is allow giving him time to show where he is in all the features of his game, which they did. And then at a certain point is you have to say, Okay, this generalized development that we tried for you doesn't work. You're not good in our in a role that is not really defined. You were good in a defined role in terms of shooting the tree uh, and, and being like a spot-up guy. Now we showed, you showed us that you are also very good in uh, defending guys, uh, closing out guys on the perimeter. Let's try to put you in the best position to do that and maybe to have an advantage when you try for a few possessions, CD and E, because when you drive, against a slower guy, you can be effective, which he was at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was driving like crazy and having very good results at the rim. So it's not about putting him in a box. It's about, hey, you could blossom in this role, and then slowly you will add.
2: Yeah, well, I think part of it is like convincing the player that that's, where they, that that's what they need to do. And some of that is mm-hmm. like letting them play and showing them, like, hey, here is actual film showing you trying to create off the bounce and trying to finish in this way. And you're pretty far away <laughs> from being able yep. to do that. And wow, here you are using the space on the court, cutting, grabbing the ball, and dunking. Like, wow, like you need to do that more. Like, that's look how yep. effective you are. So, yeah, I think yeah. that there's a... The box sometimes needs to be created from evidence that you have, you know? And I think that's what the Thunder are doing. That's That would be yeah. my guess as to what they're doing.
0: And the only... Uh, last thing, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I know that uh, we are derailing the plane, but there were ch- there were possessions um, when Giddy... Uh, well, when Basley was starting. You know, Giddy yeah. had the same kind of... Back to the basket wait for the cut Mm -hmm. and the cut was never there Mm -hmm. and wiggins in one game well two games i think he did it four times Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and he had four baskets that is the part of of basely's game that will come with training and with watching giddy how giddy plays and stuff like that because that can be a, a dynamic part of his game yeah it's not that he doesn't do it it's that he does it very little in comparison of the the chances that he has. And, and because I think that he can be uh, like, he's so athletic that if he takes all the possession that Wiggins had last last night, he could dunk them all. Mm-hmm. Like, he's that athletic, that good. And so, yeah, this is, I mean, this speaks highly about uh, Wiggins' IQ, uh, but also the fact that Paisley needs to understand that in that role, in an opportunistic role, he can be so good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean that's another story to unfold in this season. Uh, definitely. Because I think that they've they still have to make a decision on Baisley, on what they want to do with him. You know, he's somebody that still could be traded this season. I would not be surprised mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. So just something to watch for with with Darius because I, I do think that that role is interesting. Obviously there are three guys in this upcoming draft that would fill that role a lot better than what Darius can, you know? And I think the, the hope still lies in that they could get one of those guys, uh, but they're going to need some Raptor-sized luck in order to get there. Um, so news that came, this will be our, our last segment. Uh, Paul George will be out likely a month. Usually these types of injuries keep players out for 13 to 15 games. Hmm. And that's a big deal because if you haven't been paying attention, and I'm confident everybody <laughs> that's listening here is paying attention, the Thunder have the Clippers on protected pick. Right now it would be the 20th pick in the draft. If the season ended today. Uh, but the Clippers have quite an quite a schedule coming up, mm-hmm. and they lost to the Nuggets last night in a very a very very close game. The Nuggets have kind of struggled recently, um, but lost to the Nuggets. They have Brooklyn upcoming. Who knows who, who will be available? That's tonight. My guess it's the James Harden crew would be available for that, and they played quite well on Christmas Day. They do have Boston coming up, which Jason Tatum just went into health and safety protocols, so that's a little bit easier now in Boston. Uh, Toronto, Brooklyn again, Minnesota, Phoenix, Memphis, Atlanta. Maybe by the time they play Atlanta on January 9th, they will actually have a basketball team <laughs> available to them. Uh, Denver, New Orleans, San Antonio, Indy, Denver, Philly,
0: Yeah, it's not an easy one.
2: It's not easy. It's not crazy hard, but then the way they finish the season, they they they've got some tough ones upcoming. So it's something to continue to watch because if they can get that pick in the teens, or if they can get really lucky and make somehow get a lottery pick out of the Clippers, you know this it will be. You know that's. That's something that can help mitigate the, the frustration of the Thunder winning too much is that perhaps they can get two lottery picks instead of one yeah. and then have a chance to, you know, swing twice in the lottery, which, which helps. You know, it's always better to have two than one.
0: Hey, and it's still a draw. I mean, anything can happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's happened before with the it's- Clippers pick yeah it's uh,
0: extremely unlikely and yeah the um, the clippers have a very good coach
2: they have a good coach they have, they have guys that work on their yeah, team Brazilian
0: guys, so it's hard to see them going say three and twelve over the next fifteen games, yeah. but maybe they go six and nine uh that can happen yeah uh and and maybe they are just slightly below or around 500 there are teams that are struggling mightily right now like dallas i mean i don't trust portland um yeah i, I, mean, I absolutely don't trust the spurs or the um, oh i kind of like the spurs yeah but not to not to really be um, a strong contender for a playoff spot maybe the playing spot but they and anything can happen if you reach the play in and not the playoffs directly, then you can they lose the six, and boom. That's
2: point differential in the NBA, or in, in the Western Conference. Who? Cool. The Spurs. Really? hmm
0: Since when? Beginning of the season? hmm Point differential.
2: Yeah. Plus two. two. are plus two. There's only six teams that have a positive point differential in the West, and they're one of them. And actually, they're the fifth best because they have a better one than the Clippers. So they're the fifth best. It's Golden State at plus 10, Phoenix plus seven, mm-hmm. Utah plus 10, Memphis plus oh, I thought, two and a half. Okay,
0: okay. No, no, no. I thought, I thought you said the best point, point difference. No, that, that can be right. I'm not following the stats the fifth, so closely. Fifth best.
2: Five, fifth best.
0: Okay, and then, yeah. Then, then yeah. It's still surprising.
2: Still very surprising, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually think the Spurs will surpass the Clippers during this stretch and like the Lakers and the Mavs. And I don't know what to think about the Timberwolves, but those teams should too. And then Mm -hmm. it's going to come down to can the Blazers or the Kings get it, get, get their act together. You know, it's a lot of teams. That's the, that's the big problem with this Uh is for the Clippers to fall out. They have to fall behind the Nuggets, Lakers, Mavericks, Timberwolves, Spurs, and then one of the Blazers or Kings. Yeah that, to get out of the playoffs. That,
0: that is not going to happen.
2: It's certainly possible with a lot of Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> don't you think? I <laughs> know Paul George. Paul George His is a boss. Criminally underrated. Throughout yes. his career, mostly because of the decisions that he makes and the fact that he kind of fades in giant moments. But we're talking about a regular season player. I don't know. Season
0: a, P is a good P.
2: One of the best. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: yeah. the MPP. He's the
2: MPP. Um, and right now, they are, I mean, Paul George is out. Isaiah Hartenstein is out. Reggie Jackson's in health and safety protocols. Kawhi's out. Uh, Marcus Morris is in healthy. Health and safety protocols. Like they've got they've got a lot of guys out. It's not mm-hmm. just PG. So we're talking about Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Eric Bledsoe, Batum, leading them. Brandon Boston Jr. Great. So it's totally possible that they that they do fall behind that many teams, but. It's, a, it's quite a mountain to climb for Thunder fans in that pick. But this is We the should
0: clone Kenny and send, him, send one version to Portland and one to Minnesota. That will increase their odds to be
2: he would, serviceable. He would be quite helpful to either yeah, one Yeah, to of them. both. That's kind of an interesting strategy, isn't it? To uh, give like Mike Moscala and Kenrich Williams to teams <laughs> that you think could really use them. You call up Portland and you say, "Hey, listen, we uh, we'd like to try out Greg Brown the third, and we'll give you Kenrich for Greg Brown and some kind of pick." <clears throat> I don't really want to try yeah. out Greg Brown on. Sure, I'm just trying to think of some kind of prospect that they have because we're trying to help them, right? Yes. But Greg Brown's like the only guy on the team that I'm interested in, and I'm not even interested, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Uh, but anyway, um, if you really, th- I mean, to some degree, you have to to trade Kenrich to a team and basically control their fate. This is what you should do. Yeah.
2: Ooh, Leandro Bomero no, for for Kenrich. Hmm? Bolumero for Kenrich. Would you do that? Yeah. But why? Just for I don't I don't know. He's very he's very New Age Thunder.
0: So that he can speak with Deck, and Deck has a friend to talk to.
2: It's not a bad outcome.
0: Hmm. No, I mean I want uh, I really I really would would ask for a swap and a player. Yeah. So that if they don't use Kenrich well. It's criminal uh, and yeah, they should pay for criminal. that.
2: Yeah, I, so, I, I would agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, a swap. Yeah, why not? A pick swap and Leandro Bomero for Ken Rich Williams.
0: I would I would do that yeah. to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: A pick that you can swap. Yeah, you swap it after the lottery of course because it's yeah. on draft night.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why not?
0: Unprotected though.
2: Now you're the greedy one.
0: No, no, no. A swap is a swap. It's, it's like, if, if you, if you're in the lottery, anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to end up in a trade where you just trade for Balmero and not even have a chance to, well, if they, if they win a lot, then say too bad yeah you could do which that that would be greedy okc will get the two best picks between Clippers own and Mini
2: that oh that one. sounds that sounds so presty, doesn't it yeah and perhaps Minnesota won't even know what that means and I'll just be like sure
0: sure do I get to keep a
2: pick Wait, yeah what is this yes. what are we doing again <laughs>
0: And yeah. I just have to give you Balmero?
2: Yes. Yeah, that is, that is everything. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's all we need. Don't worry about the fine details. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, it's,
0: not bad, it's not a bad trade, to be honest with you.
2: It's really, that's really not a bad trade. That is, you get a prospect that's at least kind of interesting.
0: Kind of, yes.
2: He fit, I mean, he fits with how the Thunder like to play. He's bigger. Yeah. He can kind of, sh- he can pass it and dribble. Six,
0: six, six, seven and a half.
2: Yeah, 6667 something, like something. I mean, just kind of a bigger guard.
0: Hmm. You know, can handle a bit.
2: They just want big guards. You know, that's questionable a, shooter. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's just a little bit older Josh Giddy and not <laughs> nearly as good. We didn't talk about Josh's uh, double-double. His weird double-double that my guy Keith Parrish which you know, Keith Parrish is the one that deserves the credit for this stat. And anybody else trying to take credit for it, uh, I really I don't like it. I won't stand for it. Uh, I'm a little upset about it because it appears that everybody just copied off of Keith here because Josh Giddy is just the second player in NBA history to have a double-double with zero points. Nam Van Leer in 1971 finished, had, had a similar double-double. So 10, zero points, 10 boards, 10 assists. Unbelievable. Unbelievable game. You know, he's still, what's cool is that he's still contributing at a really pretty high level for this team, but the scoring stuff is an absolute struggle for for Josh.
0: Hey, I am, every time I, I, I hear this in my mouth, I can just feel pepperoni. And just feel Jay's pizza coming my way. <laughs> that is the only thing. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, the true. the offense is... I mean, the shot is quite bad. Uh, the good thing is that he knows it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, he will try to address it. Now, yeah. this doesn't mean that he will be able to address it. Um, but I think that there are two main points about... the About the reason why he is struggling so much. A is... I mean, defenses are just collapsing yeah. like like crazy. Uh, they will not give him his right uh, his right end, uh, especially when he comes from the left side of the court. He's really able to just put uh, the defender in, in in such an angle that he can easily drive and, and, and lay it up. Um, so I think that with better spacing, that will come back. Now he has to learn how to play with Shea, and they have to learn how to play off of each other in terms of creating spot-up shooting for for each other but but that is not the story and then the shot the shot needs to come he needs to absolutely cut out of his game the crazy step back jumper from two that 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 doesn't belong yet yeah and similar to uh like paisley i mean he i know why he's taking pull-up trees but no not today yeah it's it's not going to help anybody if you want to take three corner trees please do No one will be bothered by that. Mm. I know that if he's in the corner, he's not creating, but I think it's a good way to put him in rhythm. And the defender will naturally pay attention to him, even if he's not on the corner. Like, you start hitting from from that spot, then the defender will turn his head a little bit. Mm. And maybe this is just what you need. I mean, remember P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker was a great shooter only from the corners. And in the other spots were just normal. Mm -hmm. But like people were closing out most of the time. Yeah. Like very disciplined team. No. But in general, yes. Even if it wasn't his spot. So I really think that he should be more of a corner tree shooter first. And then if the defense adjusts, if it's your night, then you can leverage it a little bit more.
2: You know what he's shooting from the corners?
0: Please say that it's a good number.
2: Just make a make a guess.
0: Thirty six point three percent.
2: Oh, you're very close. Thirty seven percent in the corners. Oh, okay. That's not bad. It's not, it's it's not, not bad. Great. But it's not bad. It's a very
0: me. limited amount, but hey.
2: Yeah, twenty four only twenty four percent of his threes come from the corners.
0: Yeah, well thought that it, is not bad.
2: Yeah. I thought less. So we need to just up that a little bit. Uh yeah. you know who shooting it best you know who's shooting best from the corners? Of guys I that actually play? Hmm? Treyman?
0: Yeah, among guys that actually played. Hmm.
2: Oh, I just said it. Did you hear me say it? No. Oh. But,
0: but I, I have no idea.
2: Treyman. 50, Damn, I should have said that. 50% from the corners. Ty Jerome's so also 50%. Aaron Wiggins is also 50%. Lou but Dort. how
0: many shots from Treyman?
2: It's not very many it's, it's probably it's less than giddy like quite a bit less than giddy.
0: Yeah, okay, it doesn't count.
2: Yeah. Michael moscala only 31% from the corners.
0: Yeah, he's more of a
2: above the break. Yeah. Sh- trailer. Yeah. Uh Poku 25%, Teo 22%, nice. Paul Watson nice.
0: 16%. Wow, Paul Watson. Two way because he's a shooter.
2: But is he? Who knows? Uh, All right, that's all we got for today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. Uh, This is our last week of 2021. I can't believe it's almost over. Unbelievable. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.